Good morning and happy birthday. It's Pentecost, the birthday of the church, when we celebrate every year the extraordinary events uh, in Acts chapter 2, which is the passage we're going to read as our text this morning. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as if of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Arabs, in our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. <laughs> Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, and in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For the word of God in Scripture for the word of God among us and for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Pentecost, the birthday of the church and the reading we have just read is the birthday of the church as we understand it. And like in all births, the child that is born is like its parents. We can see our parents in us, as particularly as we grow into adults, and we can see us in our parents. The church at its birth is like God. We can see God in the church, and 
the church is like God. So, what do we know God is like? Well, at the most basic level, we could be guided by Paul in the book of Romans, in the letter to the Romans, where he says in chapter 1, Ever since the creation of the world, God's eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things God has made. And we can see it in the first chapter of Genesis where God creates the world piece by piece in the story and at the end of each piece, the end of each day, God saw it and saw that it was good. This is what most, uh, many mystics and theologians have called the first book of God, creation, the first book of God. We can see what God is like by looking at the world around us and indeed we are in the world around us so looking at each other and within ourselves there's a an openness a an abundance a kind of life force that we see everywhere it's like when we see grass growing up through a crack in concrete it it's as if life cannot be contained it's constantly going to burst out and you can see this in our text too because all the way through we get statements like this and this is the very first statement they were all together in one place they were all together in one place and then there's this extraordinary experience that, and it says it filled the entire house and a tongue rested on each of them all of them and then it says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit you get this sense of this just massive generosity this openness to everyone and all and it says there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven and each one heard them speaking in the native language of each and even then it's are not all these who are speaking Galileans and how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language it's this bigness this openness it's there all the way through the text all were amazed and perplexed and God says in the words of the prophet Joel I will pour out my spirit on all flesh then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved it's this openness this generosity so the first thing we can know about the nature of God and therefore the nature of God's offspring us and the church is an enormous openness generosity welcome to all so what is the birthday of the church exactly what what is it of well for many people it's the birthday of a gathering that takes place in normal times on Sunday mornings in our congregation that's what we do we gather every Sunday and since we haven't been able to gather the way some people talk and I've heard this all over the place uh, not not so much in our congregation but but across various parts of the church where I've been talking and listening it's as if the church no longer does what the church does because we can't meet just because we can't meet in a particular way 
somehow the church doesn't not not that it doesn't exist but it it's not real it's as if that's the most important thing and yes it's important and when we can't meet like we can't at the moment we recognize the importance of it and what we're missing but it's not the most important thing we haven't been able to meet often in the family groups that we would like with people that we've that we're related to or that we choose to be part of um, we, we haven't been able to meet them in the way that we would like to but that doesn't change the fact that we are still families just because I've been able to spend a lot less time with my grandchildren doesn't mean they're not my grandchildren and that I don't love them and I don't want to do what it is that I'm responsible to do as a grandparent we're still families and we're still church even though we don't meet in the way that we've known it, known it for so long it's as if that's become the church rather than a meeting of the church often you think if you ask anyone what does a church look like they'll point to a building not unlike the Clayton Wesley building with a spire and, and you know all the 19th century bits and pieces stuck to it but that's not. We know that. And we have to remind ourselves again and again, it's a building. You might like it. You might not like it. It might be your architectural preference. It might not be. It might be functional in some levels and certainly is and certainly isn't in other levels. But it's a building, important though it might be. It's not the church. Some people, I think, talk about the church like some people used to treat the Royal Geographical Society in London. This society that's been going since the middle of the 19th century and, and has precedences much earlier than that, um, that. There were people who would go to the Royal Geographical Society as, as, as a club, a wonderful place to meet interesting people and to hear interesting things and to have an experience of, um, of, of adventure. And, and people would come from all over to tell about their adventures, many of them funded by the Royal Geographical Society and, and some of them were f very famous David Livingston, Sir Richard Burton Sir Ernest Shackleton Robert Falcon Scott I mean they're the two ends of the world uh, of the North and the South Poles uh, Sir Edmund Hillary and, and the conquest of Everest all of these came to tell their story but for some it seemed that the, the Royal Society was about the gathering and not about the exploration it's as if their job was to just gather and maybe fund a little bit of it um, and certainly um, uh, drink good port and wine and smoke cigars and listen to these extraordinary adventures and as time developed to be able to see photographs of those and film that was their purpose but it's not it of course the royal geographic society it wasn't and isn't about specific special people being explorers although those names that we've mentioned the famous names were extraordinary people and did extraordinary things but surely the purpose of the Royal Geographical Society is for everyone to explore geography because geography is everywhere you might not be an explorer in the Arctic or in Africa or in Everest but geography is everywhere. The purpose of the Royal Geographical Society's meetings was surely, and, and still is, to excite, enliven, teach, 
um, uh, urge everyone to open their eyes and be in geography and explore it and understand it. And yes, some will go to the Arctic and some will go to Everest, but all of us will be in it. The purpose of the church, when we meet, and hopefully we're going to be able to meet again fairly soon, is not a collection of people who just meet to talk and to sort of rehearse the same things. But it's a collection of people who have experienced and live out the generosity of God. The, a group of people, a collection of people, who've experienced the second chapter of Acts. Now, we might not experience a tongue like fire resting on our head, but we can experience, and we might, who knows? And it, 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 in a sense, that was the metaphor for this extraordinary generosity that, that God would uh, spread God's spirit to all flesh, that, they, that all people would experience it. Everyone from every nation on earth heard the words in their own language. It's this open, generous um, abundance of life. The church is that collection of people who've experienced that. And yes, we gather to remind ourselves of it. It's important. And when we're able to do it again, which hopefully will be soon, we will in, in appreciate that and enjoy it. But that's not our purpose. Our purpose is to experience, tell each other, and to live out the generosity of God in whatever way that means. Whatever way that means, we experience it and live it out. That's the birthday of the church. That's our birthday is into the glorious open generosity of God may it be so today on this our birthday on Pentecost day and whatever it leads us to in the next few weeks may it be the opening up all the time of our lives into God's wonder and generosity Amen